Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello again, you glorious pissheads. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Snugcast. Uh, with me, your host, uh, Owen, and DJ... How are you getting on, kid? Oh, fucking loving it. Absolutely fucking loving it. And uh, we're joined here tonight by uh, Big Dave Quinn. Big Dave, how are you getting on? Well, as well, listeners, it's always great to be back uh, and enjoying settling into the, a nice evening and a nice chat and a few points. Oh, man, I love it. We love having Big Dave on the snowcast. I can't emphasise that enough. Big Dave is becoming uh, an absolute key staple of the snowcast. An absolute stalwart. And hey, Big Dave, some of the listeners have been in touch. They fucking love having you on as well, so... Big shout-out, guys. Thanks keep for that. Keep, keep sounding stoned. <laughs> so uh, we're back again tonight in uh, Grady's Yard. We had an absolutely fantastic uh, interview with the boys here uh, earlier on tonight, uh, which was published there last uh, Monday. So, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that, that podcast. So uh, I think we might just just go around the table real quick and uh, just discuss what the boys are drinking here. We're, again, just in Grady's Yard on John Street in Waterford. An absolute fucking amazing spot. Like, just this fucking, I don't know, neat, like, metropolitan, uh, delicious spot uh, that has such character, such... uh, Humility, such uh, great character around here. Like I just, like I just want to say, like this is a fantastic, fantastic spot in Waterford. DJ, I'll come over to you and I'll say, what are you drinking? Uh, Owen, thanks for that fucking magic intro. We're here in Grady's Yard, and I don't um, generally go for the more hopped drinks, but. Do you know what? We just did the interview with the lads. Anyone who's listening to that will know that we were tasting lagers, pale ales, etc. with the boys. I'm actually drinking uh, what Yellowbelly have ingeniously named Hopton Space. So it's a Yellowbelly Indian pale ale. Full of hops, but at the same time full of flavour. And I want to give a shout out on to your cousin Jamie Daly here. Met Jamie in here Saturday night. Hey Jamie. Big Jamie, he was actually in here with you, Dave, on Saturday night, and bumped into yourself and Jamie at the bar here in Grady's yard. Um, Where's the big coming from? 
Big Jamie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's part of the big posse. Okay, sorry. And uh, we were here at the bar, and Jamie Daly said to me, "What the fuck do I drink in here? It's craft beer, pub, and I'm not too old for craft beers." And I said to him, "What do you like?" He said, "I like me ales." I said, "Do you like him hoppy?" He said, "I do." I said, "Have the Hopton space." Um, I had a taster last week. I've had two points so far. I'm into my third point, and it's fucking delicious. It's a lot lighter than you think it is with a name like Hopton Space. There's some serious fucking serious foreplay going on in my taste buds right now. Um, you get that initial hoppy kick, but then the malt just underlines it all, coats your tongue, and it's fucking delicious. And listen. Hoppy pale ales are not for everyone, especially the Indian type. But as far as I'm concerned, Hopton Space, if you're into your Indian pale ales, you can't go fucking wrong. And again, listen, Yellow Belly, knocking it out of the fucking park again. They can't do anything wrong, one. Oh, stop. Like, they, these boys just, they know what they're at, like, you know. Uh, so, uh, here, maybe I'll uh, talk a bit about what I'm after having here tonight. So, I'm on. Uh, the Castaway Sarah Voice. Uh, if you've listened to our podcast on on Monday with the boys here, uh, you know that this is a firm favourite of mine. Sarah Voice wouldn't have been a staple of mine, like wouldn't have known about Sarah Voices at all, really. Or passion fruit. Or passion fruit. Actually, actually, I'm a I'm actually a big fan of passion fruit, right? Aldi. Aldi, you know the Aldi Super Six? Super Six. Deal? Super Six deal in Aldi, right? They throw lads? passion fruit in the whole time. Throw the passion fruit in, like, I just... Here, can't knock it, like, you know? Just throw in your 49 cent, whatever the fuck it is, like... I've knocked worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this passion fruit, Pale uh, or Sour Voice, is fucking... Top, top notch, like oh, it's it as is good as they get. Delicious, it is so good, like it is so tart, so tangy. So, oh, oh, listen, I think, right, anyone who's listening to this that hasn't listened to our special interview with Danny and Kev from uh, Grady's Yard and Yellow Belly, not respectively the other way around, they describe this fucking sour voice in a manner that just. Oh, it gets the fucking saliva flowing. So, like, it, it, it touches, like, the back, left and right-hand corners of your tongue only. Gets that, like, sa- gets it, that saliva it, going. It gets that saliva going, like, you know. Uh, I'm not drinking it, but I'm just fucking... Uh, in, the I, description that you gave DJ earlier of how the boys described it in, in the last podcast yeah. it was fantastic. And, oh, <laughs> yeah, we were chatting off here, lads, and, uh, before we hit record. And it just, it, it, it kind of hit the, hit the nail on the head for, for a beer like that. It was, uh, it was a great description. Oh, speaking of great descriptions, Big Dave, what Jeez, are you on? Uh, fucking, I'll have to uh, live up to a great, your, great, your two great descriptions. Tonight I uh, decided to go a bit left field and I had the belly dancer. Now we're all, we all know we all like a bit of a belly dance now and again and uh, I said I said I go for it in the liquid form tonight. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's called... It up in a liquid form. <laughs> oh, jeez. It, uh, it's a, it's Betty, Betty Dancer from, uh, from the boys here with, uh, it's grape and lemon lime, lime juice infused. 
and uh, you can really kind of uh, feel, I was going to say feel you can even taste that mixture between that sweet and sour it hits it does that and I asked I had a little taste at the bar and I asked is this a sour and they said no it isn't it's it's just virgin honest sour but it gets that taste buds going it gets the the saliva rush into the front of your mouth when it when you hit it it's just an explosion of energy in your mouth it's like uh, if you're eating a starburst star starburst and oh, it's just it just it just yeah, bursts in your mouth like do you know what i mean fantastic description of that that uh, pale ale like the lads in, in uh, danny and kev on monday night would have described um the collaboration they did with big belly meeting the lads at a beer festival in eindhoven in march there and they've just bought hit the yellow belly lads and a big belly lads hit it off so they're um, from the netherlands and uh, another brewery in the netherlands they hit it off they collaborated on this thing holland hey no the netherlands don't upset the lads in big belly shout out to big belly from holland yeah, you've no from the, <laughs> no from the Netherlands. I was literally hung, drawn, and quartered uh, when I went to the Netherlands for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, I love your country, Holland." And they were like saying, "It'd be like calling uh, Ireland Munster," or and they got they took serious yeah. offence to that. Well, all I'd say is. The Netherlands shout out the fucking Big Belly beer because they've come together with Yellow Belly beer here from the southeast of Ireland, the best fucking part of Ireland, and they've come together to do a grape and lime IPA. Now, the pity about this grape and lime IPA, Dave, and I'm sorry to steal your thunder on this one, is to say it's limited edition. We are blessed that we're able to have a sub of this tonight, and it's limited edition when it's gone, it's gone. Look, I have no fucking doubt Big Belly and Yellow Belly will collaborate again in the future because what they've come up with there is just liquid gold orgasmic yeah yeah. As Pat Bland would say about Dublin's football this year, tis orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fucking great collaboration. Like the two of those boys, it's as good as Dwight York and Andy Cole in '99. Would you uh, fuck off with me? Swallows and Sturridge, who didn't do the treble. So, uh, look, here. Stop being a gangster, but uh, we'll. Uh, We'll go on to our first topic of the night, the topic of the show. Yeah. Lads, I'm going to ask you, what is the best job you've ever had? So I'm going to go to you, DJ, first. What is the best job you've ever had? I worked in Murphy's World of Wonder toy store, a big warehouse full of toys in North Point Business Park in Blackpool and Cork. Go on. And... I had a fucking wonderful summer there. My job basically was to look after the larger toy section. So the, the nuts and the bolts of it was any chap who um, was buying a bicycle, buying a trike, buying a quad, buying an electric car yoke that you press the pedal to, I had to put them together for him. That was basically my job. Now, naturally enough, uh, business was good but not overly good in that area in terms of like not every day you don't have 15 people wanting to put you to put trikes and bikes together so your time isn't fully filled so I was bouncing between putting tricycles bicycles and electric cars together putting plastic tractors together and looking after the deliveries to the warehouse so I did my fucking forklift training started messing around up in the warehouse had a fucking fantastic time 
really enjoyed that job. And one of the perks of that job was, I was 15, 16, so my little sister Aoife, shout out to Aoife, she's 10 years younger than I am, so she was five or six at the time. And she's the youngest in the family, we have four boys and then Aoife's the youngest girl. So she's a bit of a princess at the time. She's actually quite a tomboy now, I'd say, she wouldn't mind me saying. Um, I said she would. I know, no, so, like, I'd say she wouldn't. Like, Aoife would fully admit, like, she's more into, she, like, she likes playing Fortnite, she's into going to hurling and football matches a lot more than she is being too glamour girlish, if you know what I mean. Uh, and at the time, Aoife was lo- mad into Disney princesses, blah, blah, blah. But, like, anything that was deemed faulty, and I say faulty in inverted commas, we got to take home or we got to fucking do what we want with it, essentially. So I went on the faulty pile. So I come home from work, like, I'd work five days a week in the summer. I come home from work every day with a Barbie that had squinty eyes or a fucking... I remember uh, Alan's birthday. So Alan, my brother, is... is um, Alan's birthday is 14th June, my birthday is 21st of June. And Alan's seven years younger than I am, just about. So Alan would have been... I don't know, eight or nine at the time, and Cars the movie came out around then. And Alan fucking was big into Cars, loved Lightning McQueen, thought he was the fucking bee's knees, the tits McGee, fucking absolutely thought this chap was the fucking business. So we got a batch of, no, literally, Cars 2 came out, the dinky cars for them sold out like fucking wildfire. I mean, I was working in a toy shop, I couldn't get my hands on a set, because they were pre-booked and pre-ordered and all this shit. It was around the fir- first time that, like, ordering stuff online was fancy and all that. Fuck yeah. Fucking cars, dinky cars, or I'd say... Were they f- order online and collect it in store? No, or? literally, like, order online, and the manager would come down with a list of names and say, you need to allocate this to this. And the thing sold out, like, fucking... The first thing that ever sold out, online ordering, I'd say, were cars, dinky cars. Actually, Right, I'll tell you a story about how I stopped believing in Santa, right? So, uh, if you have any kids listening to this, shut it fucking down now. So, uh, I was in. He didn't work for Santa, did he? Yeah, maybe. Uh, So, I was in uh, Tesco Polbury in Waterford, right? uh, Yeah, with my parents. And uh, I was like walking down one of the aisles, right? And uh, next minute, like, on. Like so, like you know, like the shelves and shit in like supermarkets in general. But like above them, they just had like like back in the day. I'm not sure if they do. They don't really do it nowadays, right? But back in the day, they used to put like overstock on oh, top of oh, the shelves. Yeah, I yeah. do you remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Do you mean like they used to have yeah. like 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 stacks and stacks of shit on top of the shelves, right? Whereas now they have like a back room that they put all the stuff in, right? But like back in the day, they used to put the shit on top of the shelves, right? So back in the day, they'd have like, like coming up to Christmas, like in the toy aisle, or actually, I think it was because it was so busy, it was pretty much any aisle, like on any aisle, they'd have like this black sack, right? That was like, like have like which was like not covering the toys at all. <laughs> it was like you'd have like the peeking out like fucking action man or whatever. Action man or like yeah, just fucking like, the rock and stone cold exactly, figurines you know, like WWF like ring or whatever. Right. Or nineties kids, what can we do? We'd be poking out of this black sack, right? And then label on the side of this thing was like Mrs. McCarthy, like <laughs> forty three, like you know whatever like you know 
it was the, it was the icing on the cake for you. Yeah. It was like you exactly. Knew, so like at then, I was just like, how long? What is going on here? Like you know. So yeah, around the age of like nine or ten, like yeah. that, like caught this, and I was just like. All on one and one is did, two. Like, you did know. you try to drag it out for a couple more years? Oh no, no, like, I like I dragged it out to six class. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, oh yeah, like you're one I remember, of the like, I remember in uh, I was inside my granny's house with my dad, and uh, like my granny, so my granny and my aunt uh, lived together, and uh, I can't remember which of them said it, but they were like, you know, that's unbelievable. You know, like just yeah, like yeah, real yeah. whisper thing, like you know. And like dad was, dad was there, like you know, I, I think he does, you know, <laughs> right? Like just real whisper, like you know. And then I was just like, I don't believe, like it absolutely roared. <laughs> the big like, reveal, like the, like the big reveal, like you know, you know, like how near you, like now, you know. I, I tell you, good one, like. This will tell you how f- fucking how much of an arse I was at the age when I found out. I found out because I found a load of fucking presents down in my parents' wardrobe. Like, fucking ages, like couldn't even hide them. They're behind the Johnny's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shout out the sledge and jizz, my parents. And uh, <laughs> jizz for a reason. <laughs> exactly. No jizz went near her after number five. Um, I literally sat them down and was like, lads, I fucking know. Like, looked them both in the eyes, like, I was destined to be a cunt from day one. Ah, uh, I was 10 or 11 when I told him. I knew a couple of years before that, like, yeah. I was just like, enough is enough, like. Yeah. Uh, but back to. See, that's the, that's the whole thing, though, of like, you know. Oh, you have to drag the arse out of it. You have to, like, oh, yeah. like, you know. But, like, it's, it's that fear of, like, I know, but, like, will I get the same rewards out of it? And I think know? as well, right, I, I'd say it was a lot more difficult for you as an only child loan. Yeah. Because I was the eldest of five. I knew full fucking well. I've, I'm going to ride yeah, this bastard yeah, for another yeah, ten yeah. years. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I've got another ten years of yeah, fucking presence here. Regardless. Like, oh, that lads. magic is still here, baby. But uh, back to Alan and cars. So I took an order in one day and cars were sold out, right? Straight away. So we had people queuing out the door. I arrived for work one day at like 10 to 9. We used to open at 9 and I went around to the warehouse. But as I was coming in, like you had to pass the front door and you'd see people queuing out the back for... And I knew full well they were there for cars. So I went straight to the order to unpack it because I was like, fuck, I better get this bastard unpacked because that's what they're there for. Because we had literally, everyone that came in asking for it or everyone that asked for it online, we had been like this is the delivery date the deliveries came basically the night before and were left wrapped on pallets outside now obviously security wasn't great back then they were left wrapped and boxed and then wrapped again on pallets outside the warehouse the night before so I'd come in unwrap them outside the whole building and everything like and load them up then in the morning yeah myself and a guy called George Keenan who was a big basketball man a sound lad all George Keenan married a girl who worked with us back then actually sound chap but basically to quicken the story up went in the first fucking box I opened Lightning McQueen had no black dots in his eyes faulty brought a home to Alan happy birthday kid <laughs> <laughs> two old markers oh, on his eyes <laughs> happy days get your sharpie <laughs> I can tell one more quick little uh, story about Murphy's World of Wonder probably the best money I've ever made minute for minute was this American couple came in, they used to come in every summer and basically my mother's first cousin was the manager there so when she saw him coming, he used to come every summer, she said, you go and serve these lads, will you? When I went and served them, they wanted an electric Mercedes that they saw in a catalogue for their child who they come over for the summer from America 
they were fucking really wealthy lived in Blarney come over for the summer buy a toy for the child for the summer and then discard it basically give the charity whatever I don't know they were sound lads wanted this electric Mercedes and we had it in stock I mean now I literally had to screwdriver four wheels into a fucking yoke and connect the two wires at the underneath the steering wheel to get it going and they paid me a hundred, the first ever 100 euro note I ever saw 2005 they paid me 100 quid tip just to do that on fucking real. So right. Uh, okay. Best. Uh, sorry. I, I, I've asked. I've asked uh, what the best job you've ever had is. But uh, here, sure, Dave. I'll ask you. What's the best? What's, <laughs> what's, the, what's the What's the best job you've ever fucking, had? Uh, I've had a few. Uh, and my mates, if they're listening, they'll be taking the piss out of me that uh, I made a sick a job for for longer than a year. But uh, I suppose my I'm currently working in uh, in planning department uh, in Waterford City and County Council. All views are my own. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's the best job I've ever had. This, uh, that's the best job that I ever ha- that I've ever had. Now, I was, uh, just as you were saying that, I was racking my brains like and trying to go back over all the all the different jobs and experiences that I've had over the last uh, couple of years. But I suppose one really uh, springs to mind is where. Um, I ended up working for myself, I suppose, and that's uh, that's such a great experience. Well, there was a few of us in it. We were uh, it was kind of like a, a side job because my brother, uh, a guy called Dave, uh, uh, Dave McCann, and myself. I was going to say uh, your brother's not called Dave. No, and uh, we Michael, fo- is it? and uh, yeah, Mike, uh, Mike. and. Uh, I made of mind Paddy Ryan used to come on board uh, the odd time as well, but we were called the Flaming Hog, and uh, so we we used to do, go into markets and we uh, spit roast pigs, uh, and uh, we used to do uh, spit roast lambs and stuff like that. So it was just the whole ritual behind uh, the the job. We'd be up early, we'd have to source the wood like a couple of weeks uh, in advance. No yeah. yeah, get a uh, get get. What, what, what year is this day of roughly? Uh, that was probably 2010, 2011, when kind of like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing was like just breaking yeah, on the, 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 the market. Crash like just happened and all of a sudden people had to go to market stalls and stuff because they were low overheads yeah. and it was just fucking yeah. ideal for that. It's a nice little side earner to, to what, you were, what you were doing. We were, actually, um, we were actually just talking about this there today. So uh, we saw this um, image earlier on of like this photograph of uh, uh, this was a tea and coffee stall in Waterford, right? And it was it was in a, uh, a chipper like, in Waterford, wasn't it? Yeah, but like Royal so, Chips like this 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 photo must have been from early like uh, like maybe, early for like yeah. as in the, the the cusp of like photography in yeah. Ireland, right? Yeah. And it was like this uh, tea and coffee stall. Uh, just like perched maybe like like it, you couldn't really like it was just a photo of the tea and coffee stall itself but like it you know it had Waterford tea and coffee on the on the top banner of it so you couldn't really see where it was from the photo in general but like you'd probably maybe assume maybe like Baron Strand Street or something yeah, like that like you know like central, cent- yeah. central Waterford central like you know yeah. central town right so like we, we just commented earlier on that it's funny that like that photo from the 40s 
like now has like like it, it like you know it had regressed from yeah. that to uh, like shop um, you know shop the whole shop industry and yeah. like you know sh- like cafes and stuff but now has like co- gone back to like you know ca- you know cafes being born inside in like little wagons and stuff yeah, like, you know, like, like, coffee, co- uh, coffee in town and uh, stuff like that like but it's, it's, it's funny it's, it's almost like um, the, the recession right where all that industry had died people gone oceans recession hit and all of a sudden the innovators have found that less overheads in these kind of things has meant that this artisan coffee stalls artisan donut stalls and stuff all of a sudden is very profitable but it's a lot more fucking a lot more character to it and it's 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 just a lot fucking better. But even you're saying so about that, like you're saying about Arch, Ca- Arch Coffee yeah. in Waterford, like as in, like that location has been absolute shite for like, years. For yeah. years. And absolute re- shite, yeah. like yeah. literally, like secondhand shops. It was like a united second, like it was a united shop for no like, when I was in the nineties. I bought my, I bought my uh, United bed set when I was like seven, <laughs> seven or so there I bought like a duvet lampshades a rug curtains matching PJs you, like, you wouldn't fucking see me in there right everything from that from that no little way. shop yeah. went, like during the 90s right and like now like uh, uh, George MacDonald and a few of the others there like have just like re- like reinvented that area and it is amazing now. It's like, just pa- pairing it back, simple, good quality product. Yeah, and like three d- coffee, like yeah. that's fucking savage. Done, like. done well. But yeah, uh, just harking back to that job, like I suppose there was a whole ritual behind it, kind of like, you know, getting making sure all your ducks are in a in a line. You got you got your blas, you got your balimini relish, you got your uh, sourced uh, like organic pig from South Wexford, and like you set off for the day to to the market or whatever. It's kind of like just uh, reeling in the years in terms of like how things used to be done. Like, but uh, then like yeah, it's the interaction that you'd you'd have with the customers throughout the day. It would take eight hours to cook the pig, and uh, you, you'd have it up on Stop the spit. No that was the most time-consuming thing. It would be wood. It's Stop. it's all done on a uh, hardwood. Now you see lads kind of gas barbecues, and we felt that the taste was probably a little bit better in in terms of the 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 oak or whatever wood hardwood we'd use. And like that interaction between the customer coming up is already nah, nah, another hour or so come back or whatever, Do you know and. Um, just the the crack and the buzz that you'd have from carving it, lashing into blas, and uh, smashing out the customers. That was great crack, now. But um, no, it's just that was uh, that was one job that always stick in the back of my head as one of the most fun and uh, most memorable. And uh, a connection with food is also really important. Class, class. Uh, so look, I just oh, look. I'll just give a quick one as uh, my um, my top top job I've ever had look that is that is memorable um, and like shout out to uh, Sing Along Social but uh, <laughs> but uh, no I, I, I think my uh, my favourite job I've ever had was uh, as an ice marshal for Waterford on Ice <laughs> oh, so listen, I, I, I want to point out we went ice skating once in college and Owen was like fucking because I want them lads that would blaze the glory. glory yeah, yeah. so yeah. like 
So basically, it was uh, 2000 and uh, I want to say 2005 or six or so. It was like uh, uh, basically after my junior search, going in, like going into like transition or so, and uh, like the whole. Uh, like ice rinks in Ireland thing was like kicking off and like everywhere was springing up with one so there was one uh, crew in uh, the People's Park in Waterford and I, can I just say that's probably the best location exactly I, th- I think so city. as well like yeah keys, it's yeah. so yeah and, it, and like Bolton that Street last year but like I think that like that one was so accessible like everyone yeah. just like migrated well, to great, that one like, but a, yeah, it was just such a good location. Was, yeah, so such a good location. Uh, the staff there were great. It was, we had a, a like a load of the boys from uh, school and stuff were, were there and stuff, and it was it was absolutely just such a great crack. There was like like I actually didn't know how to skate before <laughs> I, I like I signed up for the job. Right? Were there was there official training on the job? No, or no, no. sink or swim. Or? Sink or swim. Right. So uh, the thing about it was that. Uh, the first year of it, it was open from, I think, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., right? So, like, 10 a.m., if you had that slot until, like, yeah, I think it was, like, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., right? Uh, so, if you had the 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., like, until, like... 1 p.m. or so, you didn't have many people on the ice at all. I literally the 10 a.m. to the like 11 p.m. like because it was like one hour like ring section ring sessions, like you had nobody on board, so like you were just like practicing your shit then like you know. So what's your best move? Uh, uh, like probably like maybe like a 360 or something like, yeah, like I just want to say my favourite move of Owens is a 360 jump yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. It, he, yeah. he nails it every time yeah it's it, like it's just like it's simple like to like to anybody who's listening who can fucking actually ice skate like it, that's piss poor but like, so someone like me who can barely stand on ice yeah it's yeah, amazing. I have yeah. difficulty walking at times yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like uh, I can skate backwards and stuff uh, with, like, which is impre- like that is impressive to people but like it's actually quite easy okay. once you know what you're doing like you know uh, but yeah did yeah. you ever play any ice hockey or no I'd, lo- I'd love to do it but like, where, like where's the where's, yeah. where's the audience in Ireland like you know like I went uh, I moved to Canada after college and uh, played uh, field hockey over over in Vancouver which is like the centre field hockey in uh, Canada and uh, one of the lads that I befriended was Andrew Weaver from uh, Sydney, Australia. Kind of played with an expats team. But he lived on the 30th floor of this apartment block. And one Christmas, he invited us all over for a Christmas party. And he had a large, uh, had a large balcony and he iced it all. Oh, stop! And uh, so he, like, he had two sets of ice skates and two sticks. And probably by like a, well, it was a big enough, uh, uh, part, like what's this? What's what size snug that we're sitting in here? Oh, Three, ten, like ten yeah. foot by by six. Yeah, ten foot yeah. by six foot or so. Yeah. We're kind of like that size. So we're playing in a maybe a little bit bigger than that, but it was great crack. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. Amazing, Sounds amazing. Yeah. Here, boys. Here, fucking great answers. Yeah. Look, um, I look. I think we'll um, we'll tip on to the next question. Um, so uh, we're going to change it up this week and we're going to ask one of our contributors what their topic of the week is. 
Uh, normally we have a topic that we want to bring to the show, but we're going to ask um, Big Dave Quinn tonight. And what's uh, your uh, what's your topic? Oh, and before you ask him that, I just want to point out, like normally we don't give the contributors notice what the topic is, so Dave is going to fucking surprise us with this topic. Yeah, we haven't a notion what's going on here. Like. Uh, so, I rack my brains. Actually, uh, consulted one or two uh, key people. And I've uh, come up with this topic. Oh, lads. I'm intrigued. So, uh, what's your opinion of drugs in sport? Ooh. Should they be made legal, fair playing field for all? Should the people that take drugs be banned completely? I open it to the floor. I suppose, uh, I've, just a bit of background, I've watched... Uh, a great documentary recently called Icarus. Oh, it, oh so brilliant. Which just, uh, <laughs> my feeling at the end of it was like, fucking lash me up, I want to fucking dope away. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's a great documentary, takes a lovely twist at the end. But um, yeah, Owen, what's your feeling? What, uh, yeah, what, uh, what should I Man, that's an absolutely fantastic question. So uh, I remember actually back in um, my junior third year, my. Uh, uh, I, th- I think actually, I actually think it was my uh, business study teacher uh, posing a similar enough kind of question to me, like the uh, a black person's uh, biology, like red blood cells okay. can actually like uh, maintain a bigger like or like have a higher like hemoglobin yeah. than a white person, right? Mm-hmm. So then that uh, they can convert this to like a higher level of energy. And therefore, can like uh, run faster, run longer than a white person, right? Yeah. So therefore, like, is there the, like, is there the, uh, is there, con- there the conversation that uh, a white person should uh, be able to take drugs in order to make the level playing field, make like. the a level playing field for a, against a black person, right? Think the answer, and then right uh, on another level, right? You have uh, the likes of uh, the I, I actually I can't remember, I, I don't know if the, you guys can help me, right? Yeah. But uh, it was uh, that uh, female who was uh, uh, the South African South runner, African uh, runner. I don't know her name. Uh, it was on it was actually actually on an Irish Times podcast there recently, uh, like within the last few months. Etc. Right, uh, uh, and like would would be recognised as a female. Yeah. Yet her testosterone levels would have uh, identified her as a male. male. Okay, right? that's really interesting. And yeah. that uh, that those testosterone levels were like in uh, in of excess of a female by like three, four, five times of so the like limit. When, when she gets tested, like what is? Exactly, what, as in, uh, like, what, as in her, uh, as in her. Uh, I, no, I don't know. I don't know if diagnostic is the word, but like, uh, like basically her, uh, like, um, like, her, like uh, cl- uh, classifying that that person, you know, uh, in, in the athletic sense, would have been of a male attribute. So like. So completely, like uh, when when she races against females, are at a disadvantage exactly, away, like in terms right? of testosterone. So basically, like in like in that sense, like like where do you go? Yeah. Like you know, can I like, did, can I yeah, pitch in there? Yeah, I, I yeah. just want to say right. If you if you said it like, 
biologically African Americans are more uh, are genetically more predisposed to yeah. taking an oxygen quicker, being better over distance, being better over whatever. Likewise, genetically African Americans are less likely to have uh, or have, have a greater bone density, more likely to sink in a swimming pool, therefore white people are better at swimming. Like genetically it's been scientifically proven. So in that sense, like, should African Americans or should Africans be uh, more I, su- I suppose should they be allowed to walk down in a swimming scenario? Like, how often do you see an African American exactly. in, in the US swimming thing? Exactly. And my whole thing is, whether you're African American, whether you're Mediterranean, whether you're Caucasian, whether you're fucking Hispanic, you're human. And if African Americans are the best humans in sprinting, African Americans are the best humans in sprinting. If Afro Caribbeans are the best humans in sprinting, Afro Caribbeans are the best humans in sprinting. My take on drugs and sport is jibbed a lot of them, band the bastards. If you're the fastest fucker on the planet without taking drugs, you're the fastest fucker on the planet without taking drugs. Zero tolerance. If you're the best footballer on the planet, you're Leo Messi and you don't take drugs. I don't know does Leo do or not. I presume he doesn't. But if you're Leo Messi and you're a genius, you're a genius. If you're Usain Bolt and presuming Usain is clean and he's a genius, he's a genius. But if you're fucking, if you're, uh, if your skin colour is darker or lighter and that makes you better or poorer at a certain sport, the dedication and endurance it takes to become the best at a sport without taking drugs means that you're a fucking ex- elite athlete. And in my eyes, if you don't, you shouldn't be in the same sphere as them. You don't belong with them. And the other thing as well is about, Dave, you said, should it be banned for life? 100%. We don't have a complex enough understanding of doping to know whether or not it we'll is a, a short-term effect, or long-term effect. Yeah. So my take is, full stop, don't have much more to say in it, only then gibbet, ban the bastards, good luck. Great topic, though. So you don't right. take uh, Tommy Tiernan's... Uh, Fanta fuckers. Just fucking... Fanta fuckers. Get a lot of lads, fucking dope them up with as much fucking oh, yeah. if you EPO to, and see how fast you can run the 100 metres. Like, hey, well, have the drug Olympics if you want to have the, the drug, drug Olympics. Olympics yeah. yeah. No, TJ, I, I think I'd, uh, I follow your sentiment there. Uh, You're a good man of pure like, heart and pure sound. Do you know, like, exactly, our knowledge of this is just beginning, I suppose, and it would only be 20, 30 years down the line when we fully realise the effect of, of uh, doping in, in sport. Um, Super and like fucking state-sponsored state doping as well. Like, hey, fucking, it's, uh, it's becoming ende- endemic. Right, so my question to you then, right? So I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. I have no answer, right? So basically the question I posed earlier on, uh, female... Yeah, uh, see, that's... So, yeah. like, female is too strong to run in the, the female athletics, but it's too weak to run in the male athletics. Where, 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 where does someone with the genetic disposition with, like, a high t- testosterone level run? That's, that's a complicated question. It is. I know. I know. And, 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 and so complicated. My, my like. genuine answer at the moment is I don't think we understand yeah, biology no. enough. And I think until the experts come out with an expert view, and there are very few experts with it, expert views at the moment I think we need to just ask. because I, I so so uh, Dave I, like I'm sorry I actually I can't remember that that um, that athlete's name yeah I'd like uh, to right, actually right, yeah, do a little Google you, you, you do a little Google, Google air right but I know that that uh, that uh, 
that 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 person was banned from uh, was banned from female. No, sorry. Was yeah, sorry. Was banned from female athletics for like a year, a year and a half, two years, whatever, right? And then ended up having to take uh, uh, um, suppressant drugs like tes- testosterone suppressant drugs really? right so that 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 athlete was um because like they were becoming like yeah. uh, they were like they so basically they were Castor Samaya. yeah exactly right so they were becoming um like they they were they were coming last uh like when they were taking these like uh suppressant drugs yeah. right and coming first when they weren't taking them so it was like this absolutely extreme it's, a re- it's, like, a, it's almost a reversal of doping isn't it like, it, it is like you yeah. know it's, it's, it's impeding her and, and, and to be honest with you, she's born with female organs in my mind she's a female now I know this is a risky it's topic a yeah. I don't want to get into the details of that because to be quite honest with you I don't have a concrete opinion on no, that However, if she's got female organs and she's competing as a female, and if she's got high testosterone levels, but it's not due to doping, then she just happens to be a female who's extremely athletic and doing really well. In my yeah. in my personal opinion, and, and and that's the way it is at the moment, with the current science, and if future science disproves that, future science disproves that. Yeah, no, like I I would have thought in, like initially, I probably would have thought that. Like she has like competed fairly as a female, as in like you know she is like she is a female, like you know she is like declared as a female. She, she considers female. herself as female. She considers herself as female. She is a female, right? And like she has bet all these women, right? But it's just taking it from those other female side. If like if they consider it unjust, then fair enough. They probably consider it. But if it's naturally produced testosterone. Mm. From someone, I know, I know, I you know, know and, and, and it's not. It's, such, the, it's a difficult. It's such a grey area, isn't it? I think. I, I think the three of our conclusions is we don't know, yeah. and we won't know. I know, and, and but like, so just to take it to another step, right? That like, I say like, oh, uh, like, what, like, when does uh, like natural phenomena become? Uh, a higher grade, right? That like, but, say, that, right, but so, no, testosterone no. is a measurable thing. But Leo Messi's hand-eye coordination. No, no, but I'm, no, no. That's I'm, that's unnatural no, because it's I'm, not natural to everyone. All right, but mm. I'm I'm saying say um, Usain Bolt's leg length. Yeah. Do you know but, what I mean? Like, but that being said, Usain Bolt. Genetics. No, 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 no. But what I'd say about Usain Bolt is he can uh, say about his leg length, blah blah blah. But Usain Bolt is notoriously slow as a starter, so he's at a disadvantage over the first 20 yards yet he still has set the world record. So he's obviously just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, but does leg length like add into that? You know, does leg length correlate with it? Only if you utilise it in the right way. I've got, I've got really long legs, but I've never run a sub 10 second. I know, I know, I know. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think ultimately what it, it comes down to is uh, we, we don't have a full understanding. Jesus, lads, fucking water don't have a full understanding. Yeah, no, yeah, so how the fuck yeah. are a bunch of just sitting around a few points going to have a full understanding? Here, look, look, uh, look. Come on, we'll... Um, well, yeah, this is a fucking great, like, the Dave, great topic, Dave. What a, what, what uh, a listen, topic uh, for the for debate. I appreciate the, the comments, lads, and uh, it's one for another night, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, right, lads, um, I'd like to thank uh, Big Dave Quinn, uh, former own, uh, past DJ, 
Yeah. Um, uh, because we've literally deleted the segment that was just after um, this bit here in Grady's Yard. Me and DJ are in Phil Grimm's pub and uh, we're just doing a little apology segment here because we were so smashed at that episode, at the end of what, episode 7? Uh, episode 6. Ep- episode 7, yeah. Episode no, seven. sorry, you're wrong. Yeah. Episode you're right. 7. Uh, that um, when we went to save the thing, we pressed delete. So um, we had this amazing, amazing episode. Loads of questions and topics and stuff. Uh, that was I don't know about half yeah. an hour long or so. We might we might come back to it someday. That we're uh, we might we might actually come back to the questions that were asked on that day, the ones that were non-specific to that time, and maybe release a little bonus if we remember. Minute, if we remember, yeah. But, <laughs> if we uh, save it. Yeah, we had um, Michal and Ash, two of the bartenders in uh, Grady's yard, on and in fairness, they were two funny fuckers, yeah. and uh, yeah, look. We're sorry, <laughs> we yeah. just want to say the two two lads, Michal and Ash, like absolutely brilliant. Michal's knowledge of the taps and just his, his suggestions are fantastic. And then Ash does these um, vodka rum and gin infusions that are amazing. So, with fantastic into, names, yeah. Oh, like, the oh, names stop. are brilliant. I uh, hear we'll bring it up another time. It's absolutely nice. fucking superb. Shout out to them. Uh, uh, I want to call out Big Dave Queen actually if he's listening back to this episode. Uh, Brilliant topic, Dave, and uh, even better topic, given that it was given to you by none other than Simon Calhoun, at the Real Life Doctor on Instagram. Fair fucking play, Simon. We know it was you. We know it was you, Fredo. Yeah, fucking drugs and sport. Actually, absolutely loved it. Like, yeah. I'm a lot more sober now thinking about it, but <laughs> I'm not going to discuss it in this frame of mind because that yeah. was too perfect. I actually, that was my real life thoughts. Yeah. My, my inner self. Like, that was your gut. I mean, I mean, I edited that episode, uh, that the parts of the episode that we saved um, early on today and uh, gave me a good few laughs and uh, I think us almost coming to loggerheads over the lint of Usain Bolt's legs and it's uh, <laughs> and, and the significance of that will uh, live long in the memory. So thanks a million for listening, lads. Anyway, look, uh, I just want to thank uh, Grady's Yard again uh, for all the shit that they, they they gave to us that night, uh, all the chats that they gave. Um, they're such a sound bunch of lads, the whole the whole crew. Like, um, so anyway, just big shout out again. Follow uh, Yellow Belly and Grady's Yard on Instagram and Twitter, um, and all the boys there. I think they gave their gave their uh, handles out throughout uh, throughout the interview so yeah just definitely go for it and uh, I just want to say as well with Yellow Belly and the, the, the Baron Wexford called Simons as well like the collaboration between the Snugcast and Grady's Yard Yellow Belly and Simons hopefully uh, is only certain oh definitely yeah they're uh, I just thought I just I'm just really happy about everything they've done for us. Like, oh, they, listen, they've treated us like kings, like, and we yeah, don't yeah. deserve it at all. No, not at all. We're two scumbags. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, look, lads, uh, thanks a million for um, listening in. Uh, make sure that you uh, uh, f- follow us on uh, all our social media channels. Um, make sure, like, on iTunes, I think you can give us um, a review on iTunes. If it's not five stars, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, subscribe, like, follow, listen, subscribe, the usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you know what? Owen, as my grandfather would say, Berbu Augustlinche. That means the Russians are coming. <laughs> <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.